I don't feel motivated today. I need some motivation to kickstart me. I'm feeling stuck. Hello and welcome to I Am. I'm David Andrade. Does motivation work? We think it does. We hope it does because we all react initially the same way to it. It is that burst of external stimulant that reacts to our internal identity. It sends our neurotransmitters into action. The endorphins shoot up, the dopamine, the serotonins, the oxytocins rise to greet who is knocking at the door. Motivation has awakened you. It has arrived to call you forward. It is standing there waiting for you to embrace it. Then in seconds, we shun the embrace, turn our back on it, and walk away. We live that burst of emotion motivation gave us, and we go back to our life, waiting for the next motivation to visit us. It is like telling the enthusiastic motivation that has approached you for a deeper relationship, where you tell motivation, I know you want more from me, but I just want to be friends. Ouch, that hurts. In most instances, what just happened? We don't realize that for a second in time, your true life was unveiled. You were given an emotional window to who you innately are. The motivation was presented to you, but who gave it an emotional response? You did. Your internal being did. Who you are did. But you disregarded it as just an emotional flash. Something to wave at, but not embrace. Or were you the person who embraced the motivation and welcomed it into your being, into your I am? You recognized its face and welcomed it in to enhance your growth. You know, it's almost poetic how we as humans gravitate towards motivational one-liner speeches, entire books, absorbing the energy they exude. Each word resonates with our being, our emotional self, that vibrant, pulsating entity dreaming, hoping, and building our desires. It's a beautiful chaos when motivation strikes a chord in you. Strikes the part of you that carries your wishes, your wants, creativity, your desires. At this part, the emotional part, based on scientific studies, that part of your life is a mere 5% of who you are. Yet its power to absorb is immense and commands respect for its power. But let's delve beneath the surface, below emotions, where the silent titan resides, the mechanics, our subconscious operating the remaining 95% of our daily lives, often unnoticed. It's this part of us that filters, processes, and ultimately determines whether the seeds of motivation planted blossom into beautiful fields or wither into the barren landscape of inaction. Consider this. What transpires next each time a motivational introduction sends ripples through your emotions? Does it stir you into immediate action? fueling a day, a week, a lifetime of purpose? Or perhaps it becomes a fleeting whisper, a momentary high that dissolves into the ether of what could have been. This reflection isn't about self-judgment. It's about awareness, recognition, and understanding. This contrast between our emotional and mechanical selves isn't a battleground. It's a dance. A dance where understanding the steps, the rhythm, and the essence of our partner is integral to moving in harmony. It's about realizing that without internal mechanics recognizing and responding and accepting these sparks of motivational emotions, they're merely fireflies in the night, beautiful, awe-inspiring, 
but untamed and unguided. So let's step back and start from the beginning. And remember, for those who have listened to me and read my book, I wanted to keep this as simple as possible. So I deal in two factors, emotions and mechanics. The emotions being the conscious state, the part of you that dreams, hopes, and creates. And the mechanics being your subconscious state, the part that runs your life in the background. Using these terms help me to simplify the complexity of motivation and how we think. So what is motivation? Motivation is a powerful emotional force that propels us towards our goals and aspirations. It's often the driving factor behind our actions, pushing us to achieve, to create, to grow. It's a force that we most often disregard. Motivation ignites our inner senses. If within our mechanics, we have a dream, a want, a desire, waiting for a stimulant, then when a specific motivation arises, if it matches what we want and built within us, our emotions are activated. This is when motivation bonds with our wants and sends a euphoric state throughout our body. Think of it this way. You have emotional wants waiting in a dark room and you are sitting on a single chair, sitting around waiting for the lights to be turned on. And motivation comes along and knocks. You open the door with excitement and flick on the switch to the room and the lights go on. Everything is now lit up. You can see and feel what needs to be done. You thank the motivation for having you turn on the lights. You're excited. Your emotions are running high. But you don't invite motivation in because you only have one chair. Then within seconds, after you get your rush, you run to the door, make sure motivation doesn't enter, and slam the door closed. Turn off the lights. And back into the single chair of darkness you go. Sitting there, anticipating the next time motivation comes knocking at your door. Then you sit back and complain that you are stuck in a dark room. Why? Did you invite motivation in? Or did you just greet it at the door? Were you prepared for motivation to come in? Did you have a seat ready for motivation to sit next to you? Where you could sit and plan together? Were you ready to ask motivation what your next steps are? Think about the last time something motivated you. What did it do to you? Were you prepared? Because if motivation ignites something inside of you, then you bear the dream, the desire, the want that matches the motivation. They recognize each other and want to bind, to become the best. But will you act on it? Will you embrace it? The motivation wants to bind with your desire, but are you prepared for it? Why do you think we all love reading and listening to motivational phrases, quotes, poems, speakers, coaches? Those powerful phrases on social media constantly being posted. Why? Why do we react to them? Because that is where our innate self wants to exist. It wants to live in the best part of all those phrases, poems, and quotes. It wants to bathe in all the emotions that are lifting us high. Then as soon as the reading is done, what happens? Think about it. What happens? What did you do the last time you read a motivational post or someone gave you a motivational push? Did you immediately stand up and go out and do everything possible to achieve what the quote or mentoring had to say? Or did you compliment it, put it aside, and wait for the next one to give you that emotional rush? Or wait for the next motivational quote to make you feel good for several seconds? This doesn't just apply to quotes and phrases. This applies to any external source of motivation. What will you do with it? What will you do with those emotions that have arisen? Think about it. 
What did you do with the emotional gift of motivation that was presented to you? Again, if you immediately apply the information from the motivation, you have the mechanical script to accept it and build on it. If you put it aside and do nothing with it, but wait for the next train to pass by, you don't have the mechanical script to act on it, a receptor to bind to, to accept it, to understand what to do with it. The motivations uplift your emotions, but your mechanical script will run in the background and decide whether to accept the motivation or not. This isn't good or bad. This is just efficient mechanics. Remember, it's the mechanics that run your life. Think of it this way. If we are only thinking equal to our environment, we will create more of our environment. If we continually think of not having, we will create a space of not having, and thus a mechanical script will be built to never have and become efficient at avoiding and not achieving. If you are motivated to accomplish but struggle and fight to accomplish and achieve your motivation, why do you think you struggle? Why? Simple. You don't have a mechanical script to know what to do with it. So it will bypass the motivation and move on to an existing script, which you know and already understand. A script that keeps you bound to efficiently existing where you are currently in life. You don't have a mechanical script to support what you seek. Not following through, being negative, is also efficient mechanics. Think of it this way. It is like someone coming up to you and asking you a question in a language you do not speak. So you kindly say, I'm sorry, I don't understand, and pass it on to someone who does. In your mind, you might tell yourself, I wish I could speak that language, but will you educate yourself to learn it? Your mind is the same. When motivation arises, you don't know what it is telling you. You can feel it, but you don't understand it. So motivation will be passed on to someone who does. Now think of this side. Why are there parts of your life that flow with ease and motivation enhances that part of your life? Don't say you don't have them because you do. Now, parts of your life flow with ease because you have a positive mechanical script that knows what to do with it and uses it to enhance that part of your life. There are those parts of your life that you disregard because it's so easy to do. You might say, oh, that's easy for me, or I don't have to think about it. It just happens. Or someone might tell you, you make it look so easy. Why? Because you have a mechanical script that runs efficiently to accomplish. No thought involved. The mechanics will take over because it is efficient. It knows what to do without you emotionally thinking about it. It extols what your I am is. Okay, stop everything for a second. I'm going to back up a bit. Tell yourself one thing positive that you do and accomplish that you don't even have to think about it. This will actually make you think about it because this is something you do that doesn't take too much thought. It just happens. You might get up early to start your day. You make phone calls you need to accomplish. You might be the person who generates joy and happiness easily. You might have the most organized sock drawer, whatever. There is something positive you do that is done with almost no effort. My example is one of my simple ones is parking. I get the best front door parking almost every time. It just happens. My mechanics knows how to accomplish this no matter what. This one I really like. Next question. Now get a Band-Aid because this one is going to sting a bit. What do you do that you know is a continuing negative habit? I know right now your mind told you, hmm, I can't think of one. That's because you're thinking of it. What negative habit do you have? Or someone has told you you have? Come on, you know what it is. We all have them. Your FLS just doesn't want to admit it or keep you aware of it. 
Your FLS wants you to not admit it because you'll become more aware of it. Your FLS, your false life script, needs it in order to maintain the efficient mechanics. If you can't see it or don't think you have it, here's a way to get a slight vision of it. And what I'm going to say, this is not good, this is not bad, this is only recognizing efficiency of mechanics. Okay? So look at the people who raised you and their negative habits. There are negative habits that they have that were written into their scripts that are now your scripts and you don't even know it. But people around you see it. You are in many ways like the people who raised you both good and bad. They also have great mechanics that were passed on to you, but let's stick to the negative ones right now, the ones that hold you back. Okay, so now that you absolutely can't name one bad thing that you do, name one thing that your FLS, your false life script, is efficient at creating. One negative habit that you don't have to think about it. It just happens. Are you efficient at procrastination? Are you efficient at always claiming something is depressing? Are you efficient at criticizing everything? Are you efficient at being disorganized? Are you efficient at being messy? Are you efficient at stopping your pursuit of something you know you need to accomplish in order to advance yourself? So what's yours? This is to show you that efficiency of identity is both good and bad. This is the whole point of mechanics. It doesn't want to be disturbed. It wants and needs to maintain efficiency at what you have defined it to be. So it will keep you away from looking at your habits, your scripts. It maintains. That is why you only accomplish so high and only fall so deep. Your mechanics needs to maintain you. Your I am. It needs to maintain your identity. You need to become aware of your TLS, your true life script that makes you grow and build. You also have to become aware of your FLS, your false life scripts, the negative scripts being read to you that are efficient at keeping you back in some areas of your life. Read chapter eight in my book, Who is Making Your Decisions? The reason I went through this is because the negative FLS scripts being read back to you will keep motivation at bay. The negative scripts will not accept motivation. Your emotional state will, but your mechanics will not, until you rewrite your script to accept motivation. This is why I constantly beat the drum of I am, I am, I am, the two most important words in your life. You choose how they will be defined. Understanding oneself is a journey. It's complex and filled with internal resistance. Your FLS, your false life script, an intrinsic part of your identity, constantly challenges your progress. And its role, its role is to ensure the consistency of who you believe you are, your I am, your sense of self. When personal growth seems arduous, it's not due to the lack of desire, but rather the absence of a receptive mindset. Without the right mechanical framework, embracing new insights becomes difficult. Your environment influences your thought patterns, often reinforcing the status quo rather than nurturing your growth. And how do we control our life? Through definitions of I am, of our identity. Through definition of identity. Who you tell yourself your I am is at any point in time. I am motivated. I am excited. I am loved. These release power. Or I am depressed. I am unmotivated. I am not confident. These release poison. Every I am is a blueprint your mechanics will follow. Orchestrating a psychological and emotional state that resonates with your declared identity both good and bad. Learning about your mind's mechanics is crucial 
However, your FLS might prompt you to disregard such knowledge, adhering instead to the familiar, efficient scripts that govern your life. This subtle resistance is a preservation tactic, distracting you with endless online scrolls or motivational quotes, anything to circumvent the real choices needed to be made. This podcast or any other information on growth potential will be set aside if you do not have a mechanical script to accept it. Emotionally, you will appreciate it, but will your mechanical script allow it? This narrative isn't about a self-critique. It's about recognizing the mechanics behind your behaviors. Why do powerful motivational moments dissipate so quickly? They are not merely emotions. They are tied to efficient mechanics of your identity. Remember, as I have stated in pursuing personal change, seeking personal change is a weak attempt at becoming the best of yourself. Choosing is the power. We look at change as a goal. It is not. It is an attempt. Choosing is immediate goal, an immediate action met. Now let's get back to the fundamental question. Does motivation work? Can motivation fundamentally propel us forward, expanding our ring of life and thrusting us sustainably into the unknown, into our dreams and desires? Absolutely. Absolutely motivation works. Motivation is a profound catalyst driving us towards our aspirations. Motivation launches us to expand our ring of life. Motivation opens one's mind to what one is capable of. Motivation releases hindrances if you are prepared. Motivation wakes up emotions. Okay, so here's a simplified recap. Motivation is an emotional surge. Still, our daily lives are governed more by consistent, efficient mechanics. Action stemming from our established sense of identity of our I am. This foundation, this mechanical structure dictates the outcomes, pleasant or otherwise. Motivation's endurance is capped by our current self-perception, maximized by our ring of life, who we believe ourselves to be. We might feel energized by a speech, yet our identity determines the extent of its impact. Some may find satisfaction in transient emotional highs without seeking practical application. Others might channel motivation into transformative actions, aligned with our identity that seeks constant growth. This distinction is crucial, and that's all about the I am. As I've highlighted in my writings referencing scientific studies, emotions are 5% of your day, and the mechanics are 95% of the day. Which one will guide you? Which one will run your life? Emotions or mechanics? Without aligning the emotional aspect of motivation with the mechanical structure of action, motivational instances may remain fleeting. Have you ever wondered why motivational messages resonate yet rarely incite action? It's due to the mismatch between the emotional triggered and the prevailing life mechanics. Yet when motivation aligns with our foundational mechanics, we soar. Motivation then isn't just an emotional impulse. It's an opportunity to reveal an innate potential. Emphasizing the I am is crucial. The definitions you embrace will build you or break you. If you seek growth, wish to harness motivation, and yearn for self-propulsion, construct a mechanical structure receptive to motivation. Integrate motivation into your identity. Don't passively await it. Cultivate it. My book offers insight on shaping your I am preparing you to seize motivational moments. Like any emotion, 
It takes concentration to maintain emotions. But the underlying mechanics of one's identity, of one's I am, continue without exhaustion. The mechanics maintain efficiency of identity of who your I am is. Repetition of dialogue strengthens the mechanical structure of one's I am, of one's identity. When you get motivated, I want you to be able to take full advantage of what it is showing you. I want you to look at it and realize motivation is telling you something about yourself, that you have this massive gift burning inside you and it is trying to be released. But you have to prepare yourself for the effects of motivation. Like wanting to win a race, you have to train for when that opportunity of motivation arises. When the gun fires off at the start of a race, you're ready to crush it. Motivation isn't just motivation. Motivation is an opportunity to propel your true self forward. We flippantly put off motivation. Oh, as, oh, that was nice. That made me feel good. Do you realize what just happened to you? Your life for a split second was revealed to you. It gives you a peek of what is burning inside of you. And that is why it affects you. You have to prepare and live in a mental area where you are growing and willing to train your mind, your identity and your I am to be in a place of growth. A place of expansion will advance based on what you have prepared yourself for. To be a participant in life or a spectator? Turn around and go sit in the stands or do what you were trained for to win. I can't stress it enough. The two most important words in your life are I am. The definitions given to them will either build you or break you. Do you want motivation to propel yourself forward when the next motivational intervention arises? Do you want to motivate yourself? Then build a mechanical structured script to accept motivation. Make motivation part of who you are. Don't wait for it. Build it. Read my book and study how to build your I am, your identity, and be prepared the next time motivation comes around. So now let's get ready to build this. So now I'm going to give you a few steps to be ready to build your script. So number one, listen to the motivation and feel it. Two, absorb what the motivation is telling you. Feel it. It's, it's triggering part of your life. So understand it. What part of your life it is triggering. Then three, this, you have to do this. Write it down. What did motivation trigger? What part of you was uplifted? Then number four, number four. Now this is the important part. Define yourself, your I am, as the motivation. Define owning the motivation. And then number five, CN3, extremely important. CN3, choose in three seconds to take an action to reinforce the motivation. And then number six, as you act, you define. I am, become the motivation, become the action. I am, define yourself. Number seven, and repeat it over and over again. In order to build your mechanics, there's repetition involved. And then number eight, Build your script based on what the motivation is telling you. Repeat it, live it, define it. Okay, here's an example of a quote. Here's an example of a quote by Corazon Aquino. I would rather die a meaningful death than live a meaningless life. This sparks an emotion. Now what? You read it. You understand its meaning. Now what? You can feel what this quote is saying. But what will you do with it? Will you now go out and live a meaningful life or a meaningless one? You choose. Define what it is telling you. List ways to live the meaning of this phrase. 
Now choose an action in three seconds that will accomplish the beginning of living this phrase. Do something meaningful. Do something powerful. Do something that gives you life. Now define the action you have taken as you, as your I am. I am powerful while conducting the action. I am a life builder. Use your definition. And do this over and over again. But you must define the action as you, as part of your identity. Strengthen what lies inside of you. By constructing your life script around these principles, motivation becomes your ally, seeking you out. You're not trapped in your life's mechanical script, your FLS, your false life script. You possess the transformative power of choice. If past scripts or FLS resurfaces, don't indulge in self-criticism. Recognize it as your FLS, a mere background program. See in three, choose in three, and redefine yourself forward. Look, motivation is looking for you. You just have to be the person who is ready to accept it. Are you stuck in the mechanical script that runs your life? No, not by any means. You hold the power to redefine. You'll be stuck in your mechanical script if you continually try to change it. Trying to change yourself binds you to the past. Choosing builds your future. If you keep repeating an old script, don't beat yourself up. Don't denigrate yourself or criticize yourself. Tell yourself, it is my FLS, my false life script running in the background. This makes you more aware and more knowledgeable of how you are acting and what script you are living by. Think of yourself in two basic structures, the emotional side and the mechanical side. You have to get your emotional side to create a more empowering mechanical script. So the mechanics, the part that actually runs your life, is in a more positive and powerful state. Now in three seconds, redefine. Prepare yourself for what motivation is about to gift you. You have to live and define beyond your mechanical script by choosing your actions and identity forward. This is where your exponential growth takes place. That is where you see that you are the key to your choices and the script you're about to build. Remember to tell yourself, I am the key. I am the one who chooses to live in my dreams. Now, see in three, choose in three seconds, and go out there and take a bite out of life. Thank you for listening. Please share this podcast and pick up a copy of my book in paperback or audio at www.iammethod.com. Also, once at my website, subscribe to get your free copy of What is Controlling Your Life. It's a free PDF download. Thank you.